Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Hey, everybody, it's Johnny King with another amazing episode of The Johnny King Show. Well, I know it's going to be amazing because we have a, a, an even more amazing guest of Allison Armstrong on the, the podcast today. Thank you so much for taking some time to, to join us. You're welcome. I'm Sheesh. glad to be here. I'm yeah, behind the cause. <laughs> That's great. I love it. You have uh, understandingmen.com. You have so many different programs out there that I have just been getting into, let's say, the last six, seven years. Um, I've listened to the Queen's Code, I believe. Is that right? And the Keys to the Kingdom. Um, you several- couldn't have listened to the Queen's Code yet because I'm recording it on audio for this Okay. But Keys to the Kingdom's on audio. There you go. So I've listened to that one. I've read the other one. Yeah. It's hard, hard to keep track, but uh, so much good stuff. And I've learned uh, a lot of you about some of your stuff, I should say, from a Tony Robbins event uh, at a relationship mm-hmm. seminar that I did that really was kind of earth shattering for me. But before we started recording here, we were just chatting and I, I'd love to get into that same conversation, which is in working with men, um, men are oftentimes, at least in my experience, the men that I'm working with here in Colorado are feeling lost, are feeling unfulfilled. Um, Before we even start the conversation of how they're relating to other people, they feel like there's a disconnect between their higher selves or their greatest potential. Um, So I wonder if we could just jump into what our broad brush 30,000 feet view of like men's needs, if that's even possible. It, it is, and there there are common needs that I've discovered, right, since study men, gosh, 1991 I started, and I'd like to go from there to write how someone could figure out their own. Is that, is that okay? It'll, it'll end up covering the whole thing. Let's do it. So, okay. So, I, uh, I'm a dictionary person. Right. I if I want to know what something means, I go to the dictionary. It's helped me to understand what men are saying because men wrote dictionaries. <laughs> so I'm always recommending to women if you want to know what a man means by something, look it up in the dictionary. And it's stunning what I've learned by doing that. And one of the things that I learned had to do with this word need. And it started because women were really worried about being needy. Mm. Right? They didn't want to be needy. Mm. And they weren't going to tell anybody that they needed and instinctually both men and women conceal what they need it's it's normal the normal instinctive thing to do because to reveal a need is to reveal a weakness and men even more than women are can are instinctually just on lockdown the default is conceal anything that can be used against you and if we could come back to that one, Johnny, it'd be awesome Let's because this is something that women beat men over the head about mm-hmm. and, and you let them, <laughs> mm-hmm. you let them think there's something wrong with you or make you feel bad about it. And I, I would fix that if I could. So we'll come back to that one. Okay. Um, and in the dictionary, looking at the word need, the definition was an urgent requirement of something an urgent requirement of something okay so something you need is something that you require all right but the sentence is incomplete and if we start finishing the sentence then we can answer the question require for what right require for what need it for what if they they're not just needs that just hang out there like that are just already needed already it's on the list somewhere and everybody's got to have that it's an urgent requirement in order to Mm. right and if you keep thinking of that sentence and even if someone says i need blank well what do you need that in order to (laughs) 
if they aren't already answering it. And one of the things that, I mean, you know, I've been working on this forever, right? 30 years and prolific. And that's why you're still trying to catch up because I never stop. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm having a litter of kittens this fall of new programs. And what I, you know, in all my studying of relationships and life and what can we really control, what like seriously have any significant influence on, I think it's only three things. And um, the third most important is how are we speaking? What are we speaking? The second most important, how are we listening? What are we listening for, right? Our list, how we're listening are our filters, right? And most importantly, because it has a bigger effect on how you're listening, how you're speaking, is how are you being? Hmm. Or you could say, what are you being? What are you being? Hmm. So let's say, so Johnny, for you, what is a way of being that when you're being that way, you feel like yourself, you feel empowered, you're stoked, like, yes. What, what's a, a quality that when you're being that quality? Usually when I'm in the flow, being productive, uh, getting stuff done, but I'm very focused on my work. Okay. So being focused. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very mm -hmm. much. Um, and from that being productive. Yes. Yep. Yes. Do you need to be, cre do you need to be creative? Yes, absolutely. And usually more in the, the mornings is when I feel like I tap into that. I get exhausted by the end of the day. Okay, so focused is um, <laughs> focused is a natural testosterone state of being, mm -hmm. and so so for focus, it's usually about setting boundaries with the things that would prevent you from being that. Mm -hmm. Focused is a natural way to be. So what takes that away, right? Like, I need to not be interrupted in order to focus. I need to focus in order to be in flow. When I'm in flow, I'm peaceful, right? I'm peaceful, productive, calm, happy. There's all these things that come from focus and productivity that are universal. And, and, but then there's other things like being creative, for example. Being creative isn't, isn't a default. Focus and productivity are a default. Creativity isn't a default. Creativity is a capacity. Creativity is something that you would need to put in your body, that you need to be embodying. Yes. And you can always tell when, we're t when people are talking about embodiment, even though they say it, is when they say, I feel. I feel creative. Mm. So if you think about creativity, it actually is a feeling. And feelings, unlike emotions, have a stationary location in your body. There's a place that you feel creative. And that feeling could be smaller or that feeling could be bigger. It could expand out, but it's going to be somewhere and expand from somewhere. Can you see that? Yep. Okay. So where is the feeling of creativity in your body? Straight, straight out of my heart. Okay. So right there. Mm -hmm. All right. So how, so that would be the in order to in this example okay what i need in order to be creative right so so the way that i am committed to being productive i have to i'm going to produce something i'm committed to producing something that requires my being creative mm -hmm. right so in order to be creative that's that's what you're trying to find out what do i need to be creative what do i need to put creativity into my body. And there's different ways that you can go about answering that question. Um, one of them is, well, what have I done in the past after which I just was naturally creative, right? The, the, what I'm really after is to overflow, mm. right? When you're overflowing that the quality, with the quality that you're committed to being, there's no work. Overflow is zero effort, yeah. right? So that, to me, that's the objective is to be overflowing, not work at, okay, just be loving, be loving, be loving, right? Instead, oh, oh, I keep paying attention to what has me overflow mm -hmm. with love. Mm -hmm. So 
what has you overflow with creativity? So that means the feeling, right? That's going to be a big feeling. And so you could think of, okay, what have I done in the past that afterwards for hours, maybe days, maybe longer than that, I was overflowing with creativity. Or you could, or you could think of it in the reverse. Um, I'm not creative unless, right? I can't be creative until I've had or I've experienced, right? I'm not in creative in, in, unless I went for a run first, right? So whatever that is. Um, and then a third one that just popped out of my mouth, which is so simple, but I'm gonna say a word that most men think they're no good at and it's not true, you're great at it. Um, what leaves me with the feeling of? What is it that leaves me with the feeling of creativity? So it's different than during. I'm creative during, right? Because we're really looking for you to be filled up with this. Right. And you're not just creative during, but you're being creative in anything you bring yourself to because you're overflowing with creativity. So what leaves me with the feeling of creativity is, and some of the things that are the answer to that question will be things that you can be self-sufficient in providing for yourself. Often many of the highest octane tank fillers, I would call them, are things that somebody else would provide, right? Like, I mean, talk about it, sex. Sex is a huge tank filler, depending on how it goes. Right. right. <laughs> um, sleep, huge tank filler, especially in everything to do with focus and productivity and sex, because it builds testosterone. Mm -hmm. um, golf, <laughs> for people who love golf, it's right up there with yoga, like yoga and golf, like duel it out. Like people, like <laughs> what it provides for the people who love it is amazing. Um, so there are common tank fillers, but only if it does it for you, which is why I didn't want to be too macro. Um, adventure, right? Everybody has a different need for adventure, and adventure would look different to them. But it's a common tank filler as well. Yeah. Um, admiration, affection, appreciation, all big tank fillers. Mm -hmm. um, one that most people would miss and we usually see it on the other side, it's how, how people are emasculated or diminished, is accountability. Mm. That when you have accountability for something, when you, have, when you can protect it, like you have the ability to veto what might um, jeopardize it, uh, when you know you can execute your plan, there's all kinds of ways that you can be when you are being accountable for something and someone's entrusted accountability to you. Mm -hmm. Gives it amazing how many capacities it can grant. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna stop myself. What do you wanna say about all that? No, I mean, I love it. And I think the, the tank filling is something that I've noticed <clears throat> and maybe it's the world at large, but I feel like just at least in our American society, we all burn, <laughs> you know, wicks at both ends until we literally just, you know, collapse into bed. And I feel like so many of us, oh, well, I'll just speak for myself, you know, when, when I've been in those types of chapters of my life, uh, nothing goes well. You know, it's my, my health is failing. The health of my relationship is failing. It's just like, mm -hmm. and so me building, having the healthy boundaries and creating a little bit more balance, let's say, or really focusing on what fulfills me, what fills, fills my love tank up, if you will, is, it's been a complete game changer. Um, and so I'm also thinking about that in terms of, you know, my, you know, my, my girlfriend, my wife, my spouse, whomever is in my life at the moment, like, how can I help understand her needs so that her tank gets full versus two people who are completely empty looking for the other person to, to fill each other up. And I was like, I got nothing. You got nothing. What do we do now? Right. Yeah. And it's most relationships. <laughs> yeah. Right. And one of the things that contributes to that because there's what I found disempowers a lot of people is just the idea or the question. It's a frequent, frequent human question. What's wrong with me? Hmm. What's wrong with me that I do that? What's wrong with me that I don't do what I know to do? Um, what's wrong with me that I haven't created balance by now? Hmm. Well, what if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're, you have an instinct to be productive, to produce results, 
and your survival depends on being productive. That's what it seems like. So when you're not being productive, you have an enormous amount of tension about it that compels you. And there's no enough switch. There's nothing that says, I've done enough, I've accomplished enough, right. I've produced enough. Nothing turns it off. Because if you think of it for millennia, we were always on the edge of starvation. We'd always never done enough, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it's not true anymore. And, and so we call enough a victory of human spirit, to declare enough. I've done enough. And you can do that from both ends. You can sit down and plan your week. What would be enough this week? Mm -hmm. Right? Not what could I accomplish and should I accomplish? Right. What would be enough? Right. right? And what would be enough today? And when I've done enough, I'm actually going to stop and go replenish myself. And unfortunately, in the scenario that you gave about working really late and falling into bed, is that rest is what builds testosterone. And rest and testosterone is what creates a good night's sleep. Mm. And testosterone is also what creates soldiers at attention. Mm. <laughs> and we live in a culture that where men pride themselves on how little sleep they can get by on, and then they got to take a blue pill. Right. And it's one of the, I mean, I had a man shout at me from, from a jacuzzi across a, you know, a hotel <laughs> pool, jacuzzi, everything. Thank you, Allison. <laughs> because what he gotten from me is go to sleep. <laughs> you don't need blue pills. You need sleep. Start then. And, and so this productivity, if you think about being a caveman, right? After dark, you had, what, three choices? You could tell stories, make love, or go to sleep. Mm -hmm. That's it. Well, what if it, after dark that you only did one of those three things? Yeah. Men are empowered by telling stories. You refuel yourself by telling the stories of your adventures and your conquests. And they don't even have to be true, and they refuel you, right? They can be exaggerations, yeah. and yeah. you resource yourself in them. Yeah. Um, there's even what I call source stories, mm -hmm. right? Every... Every person, and especially men, have source stories. And they're the ones that, when you tell them, you are refilled as yourself. You're returned to yourself, reconnected to yourself, right? Tell source stories. Um, and, of course, make love, because it's really good for you. Yeah. I like to tell stories while I make love. That's uh... Why not? Why, why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not? I, narration. Narration. <laughs> giggles. Um, all good. <laughs> choose your own adventure type experience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I really do. Love it. Uh, and, and hearing you talk about that as well as on other podcasts, and things like that, I, my mind goes to as primitive as it could be just a lion laying mm -hmm. in the shade. And he, I mean, for how often they fail at trying to hunt and kill, they have to, yeah, I just feel like they're, they're getting that testosterone up, the, the energy up to finally go. But if you're going <clears> to <throat> interrupt that process, it's like, oh, and I just know I, I have so much credit to my buddies' wives, my sisters who have children, my mom, you had five of us. I have such limited energy. I mean, I can be full on with kids maybe an hour and a half to two hours, but like beyond that, I cannot understand how a woman can sit there and play with her two-year-old for hours. And I'm like, God bless that. Cause I don't know how you do it. Cause I, I have a limited amount of energy. I feel like I need to go lay in the shade or go focus on something else. Why, why is that? Well, it is, it does have to do with focus. Focus spends a lot of testosterone, and so you spend it, and then you have to go build it. And you spend it, and you go build it. And um, sex, for example, spends testosterone, and this is why you pass out afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I teach women about this, and they stop taking offense. Yeah. Um, and, but, okay, can I take your lion example and clarify it? Please, please. Because this is something else that, that would help men understand why you do what you do when you do it. Totally. Um, 
So in a couple of years ago, I went on safari in Africa. And in Africa, they call them the lazy lions. Okay, so um, they call them lazy lions, the males. Mm. Because it appears that the males lie around all day. And then the females hunt. And the males come and take what they want from the hunt. Right. And then they go back and lie down. I've heard that, yep. Yeah, and so they call them lazy lions. Well, I've been studying instinct for so long, and it's not just human. There's a, or, there's a hierarchy, there's an order. So procreate is number one. Mm. And how you can tell is because it's procreate, then protect. So procreate trumps protect because every species risks their lives to procreate. Mm -hmm. That's why safe sex has to be taught. Right, yeah. <laughs> animal yeah. kingdom. It's more visual. Every right. species risks their life. So procreate trumps protect, and protect trumps provide. Mm. So one of the things that I have to teach women is that if a man who normally cares about what you need says no, that means he's not in provide mode, mm -hmm. where what you've asked him to provide is threatening something he needs to protect. So see if you can figure out what is he protecting? Oh, he's protecting the retirement fund. Oh, he's protecting his energy. Oh, he's protecting his ability to focus. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, right, that it's procreate, then protect, then provide, I watch the lions. Well, do you know the lion sleeping in the shade? It's the shade of the tree near where the cubs are playing. Guess what's the biggest threat to lion cubs? Other lions. Yes, other male lions. Can female lions beat male lions? No. No, they weigh like twice as much. They're so strong, so powerful, right? So the so-called lazy lion is actually protecting his cubs while the ladies are out in the provide mode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? It's teamwork. He's... Yes. It's teamwork, and they're not lazy at all, and they expend a huge, like, burst of energy, right, into protecting their cubs, or <laughs> when they mate, they do it for seven days, starting with every 21 seconds. So, it's crazy. Yes, yeah, so the, notice, just notice as a man, when you're in protect mode, which during COVID-19, so many men, you're, you're not getting to be creative, you're not getting to provide. You're just trying to figure out how can you protect what you have, what you what you have financially, what you have as opportunity, what you have in in the stability of your business or whatever. I mean, so many men are in protect mode, mm. and it's a different mentality, and it drains the tank so much more quickly. Yeah, yeah. And also because you're rarely appreciated for it, right? In provide mode, you might get appreciated, which is refills the tank. In protect mode, usually the women around you are really ticked off because you're so controlling. How do you get so bossy? Well, that's how a man is in protect mode. He's, he's going to veto anything that threatens what it is he's protecting. Hmm. I love it. One thing that I've, this makes me think of, I've, I've put posts out there over the years and, and sometimes I get some pretty heated and energetic responses from certain women because to me again i just need to make things very simple in my mind and then if i'm talking about the masculine and the feminine and polarity and the need for it it comes off sometimes as very old school or very primitive and i get a lot of people saying like men need to evolve and yet so much of what i hear to me resonates i'm like yeah it doesn't need it's, it's very it's, it's simple and yet complex at the same time right but uh i think I'm struggling, and I think that there's a lot of other men that are out there struggling with like, we're I feel like somewhat we're simple beings, <laughs> and yet we're also being called into being so much more. Which I want to heed that call, but sometimes I feel strung out between um, feeling like it shouldn't be this difficult, and yet also feeling like I don't want to disrespect this opportunity to evolve the masculine mystique, if that makes any sense. And so I don't know where to go f with that. Well, 
oh boy, there's so many different places. The first thing I want to say is most of the women who want men to evolve want you to evolve so you can better meet their most primitive need for connection. Mm. <laughs> so your need to produce results to feel safe is her need to feel connected, to feel safe. And we want you to stop doing the things that cause a disconnection so that we can feel safe. So even the attack of you need to evolve comes from as primitive a place <laughs> as the behavior that they think you need to evolve. Interesting, yeah. So I would call, can I say bullshit? Absolutely. I, I, would call, <laughs> I call bullshit on that. So when she can control her need to give you details that you're drowning in, you should control your need <laughs> to be not interrupted. That would be a victory of human spirit for all of us. Mm. Um, but this idea that women are more evolved than men, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's baloney. It's just, I mean, that's my conclusion. And I honestly, I started out before I started studying men in February of 1991. And I didn't know until I was studying men that I actually questioned whether men had souls. Mm. I, I was in the need to evolve camp. Mm. And then I discovered how many beautiful reasons men have for doing what they do. Mm. Sound, solid, like you're not commitment phobic, you're commitment oriented. That's why you're careful about it. And why can that woman play with her child for two, three, four, five hours? Because she's not focused. <laughs> she's not spending testosterone. She's not giving that child her undivided attention. She's, she's thinking about so many things while going through the motions of playing with her child. Mm -hmm. Because that's how our brain is built. She's right. monitoring so many things in her environment and keeping her child at a enough level of stimulation to prevent them from being upset. Yes. So, yeah. So let's see. So back to your question that you came to from that, I would say, again, how do you want to grow? And, and how do you need to grow in order to, in order to be the man that you're choosing to be? Mm. And not the man that other people want you to be, that harp on you to be, that expect you to be, and don't think they should have to say anything to have you that. I mean, this is part of being a king, is defining yourself. That's what it means to be a king, is that you said, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And you have to shake free of all the people your whole life who've been telling you who to be and what to be. And dear, dear human in my life, I don't even have a name for what he is in my life. He's in, in what we call the tunnel, way back when, when we first created the amazing development of men. And, and he's, he came, he's come out of the dark into the light, right? So he's at that part of the tunnel. And he's, so he's in that, He's in this. He's, he's in this choice. There's this verdant environment for choice, and and he kept saying, "I don't know what I want and what I need. I don't know what I want and what I need. I just don't know what I want, and I just don't. And I don't know what I need. I've always been a people pleaser, and I don't know what I want. I don't know what I need. And I and I'm not allowed to participate in this. <laughs> I just get to love him. And I finally said. Could I please, please, please give me a better question? <laughs> <laughs> and I just shared with them that, you know, you know the saying hindsight is twenty twenty. Yes. Well, we can cause hindsight. And how you cause hindsight is step into the future. So picture yourself 20 years from now, mm. 40, 50 years. Picture yourself on your deathbed. What will, I, what will I regret not having done? What will I regret not having experienced? 
who will I be proud to have been? Yes. Right? Who will I be proud to have been? What qualities will I have been proud to have embodied, to have brought to my friends, my family, my community, the world? And then listen. Just listen. Don't try to answer. Just ask the question and listen. And listen for, I call it the crystal ping. There will be answers that are that have a flatness or what I call old brain. <laughs> Just an old, old neural pathway in the brain. And then there's things that will arise that you might go, oh, right? They might like actually like they sob at the beauty of it, at the resonance of it. Mm. That's when you're onto something. And and so then back to your question, instead of what everybody else is trying to have you evolve into and you're supposed to be different than you are, okay. Of all of that, what matters to me? What will I pre- be proud to have become? Hmm. Okay, and if this person doesn't want to support me in becoming that, it's probably the wrong person. Right. <laughs> like, for whatever reason, that Correct. they're not it. And unfortunately, the foundation of human interaction is objectification. And we turn each other into things. And you're supposed to stay the thing that attracted to me, attracted me to you in the first place. Mm-hmm. Stay that thing. Mm-hmm. But you're a doctor. But you're a fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. I love that. <clears throat> yeah, that resonates a lot for me because I think at the at the end of the day, like you said, it's uh, and I've felt that more and more the more I've put my voice out there and, and gotten feedback, both positive and negative. It's like, well, no, I'm not going to ever make everyone happy. So why even attempt? What do I want? How do I foresee that? And that's, that's the whole idea of my book is like, if you just envision you, your eighties, nineties, hundreds, you as a man, I'm talking to my, my demographic, mm-hmm. like, what, what do you want to be proud of? You know, how do you want to be remembered? And, and, uh, or what would, did you want, how do you want to impact and have shown up as? And I think that's exactly what you were saying, which, which is what resonates for me. What going to the whole stages of development of a man without getting into all of that, just focusing on the King. Um, and I can, you know, I've kind of mentioned some of your stuff here and there about that whole life cycle and then going through the tunnel, but becoming a King, um, see if I can actually make this a concise question or what, what do about what the King imbibes when you talk Mm -hmm. about a King in your work, what does he imbibe as qualities expressed uh, when he gets there? And and you said he's, it's in men in their sixties or seventies. You've met men that are younger than that, that are Kings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Can I clean up the thing that you said before? Please, please. You're the expert. I know you let me give you give you a better question earlier. Yeah, please. The problem is what with what do I want? What do I want to be proud of? What do I want to produce? What do I want? Mm. Want literally means lack. Mm. And the want question goes to a really superficial part of the brain. Mm and or primitive part of the brain and what do i lack there's so much that i lack but of all that i lack what will make a difference and the other thing is that what we lack is usually the holes in ourself that are left from the wounds created by having been dishonored or having dishonored ourselves Hmm. so any often what we want is either to come from you know i'm hungry i'm tired i'm horny or what do i or I, you know, and so I'm, I'm tired. So I, what I want is to eat sugar, right? <laughs> that happens without us even thinking about it. Or it's going to come from this hole in us that we're trying to fill. And I call it an insatiable need. It's never going to be filled. And it's why I created extreme freedom to heal those wounds, to restore ourselves from those injuries that drive us endlessly to spend our time and money and energy in ways that will never be satisfying. So 
you got the got to watch the question that has want in it because it will put you there and that's why all my questions are looking back what am i what i what am i proud to have become right what 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 i rejoice in having re contributed what will i what what do i regret what do i regret not having done bam i didn't fill in the blank mm -hmm. so our 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 brains are like our brains are search engines mm -hmm. right and so the quality of the question is going to determine the the quality of the answer and yes, the sir. precision yes. of the answer right and so the questions we're asking which when we're listening to another person we're always asking questions in our own head and we're filtering what they're saying right and unfortunately whether we're in hunting mode or gathering mode is going to give us the question and the point is and the point is what's the point what's the point what's the problem that's the filter right in hunting mode in gathering mode which <laughs> women can flip back and forth between the two in gathering mode the primary question is what does this have to do with me what does this have to do with me <laughs> what does it have to do with me and we're literally filtering for what this has to do with me and if nothing showed up as having to do with me you said nothing and why did you waste my time saying nothing mm. i'm so sorry <laughs> so it's so whether we're listening to ourselves in the quality of the question we're asking or we're listening to another person the quality of the question determines everything okay now i can answer your question about age of kings and qualities mm -hmm. thank you for clarifying. you want to say a thing about what i said first <laughs> no i think it's 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 so great and it's just I love that idea of ultimately we said the, the a lot of times our results seemingly is the result of the quality of the questions you ask uh -huh. ourselves yes. or of other people <clears throat> and communication yeah. amongst spouses or partners is obviously so much of everything that it just gets me thinking about different scenarios and memories of my own so thank you for clarifying that's really good you're welcome it's one of the things that i work with people in shifting if you're asking the question does she support me does she support me does she support me your brain only has a limited number of ways that it interprets support mm. and it'll if she does that then yes and if she doesn't then no but if you just add a how how does she support me you set the search engine go find out how she supports me oh wait she does that Oh, and there's that, and oh my gosh, that makes such a difference. She has so many ways that she supports me. Oh, so it's not that she doesn't support me. She does support me, and there's another how that I need her to support me. Honey, you are so supportive. You support me like this, and this, and this, and this, and my I, I couldn't do my life without it. There's an, one more way that I'm wondering if you would support me. Is there anything you would need from me? If you're willing to support me by doing this when this happens it has to be very specific right not more of anything more is not actionable this thing at this time would you be willing to do that and if so is there anything you need from me to do it can, can you see how quickly that has us end up with something right because anything we're appreciated for we want to do more of that's natural right so okay sorry but you keep saying these things that's great that's great examples a lot of people can probably resonate with doing similar things but thank you it's great women are women often live in the question does he love me does he love me does he love me and just add a how how does he love me and you will live in an abundance of love does he love me or not right it's desolate. How does he love me? All of a sudden, you can see it in a rainbow and live in a, a world that's rich in the qualities that you need. How's this person generous? How's this person generous? How's this person generous? Oh my gosh, people are so generous. Mm. It changes everything. It's so funny you say that because one of my last memories of my mother, she passed away in 2006 from, from breast cancer. But I remember before she kind of went to like the nursing facility that she went to, she was being wheeled through the kitchen because she was in a wheelchair at that point 
by my dad. And I remember her being just, I forget exactly what prompted, but she's like, he does love me. Oh my gosh, he does love me. And we're all kind of like, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> but it was, there was a lot of things that came out in the last couple of months before she passed away. That was very interesting about their relationship. And of course now, I mean, my father ultimately came out that he was gay and so much of that was underneath the surface. But he, I mean, he talks about her still with so much love. Of course he loved her, but she questioned that the whole time. But that would have been the proof that he loved her, hadn't shown up until then. But this isn't a test. We've got to go for King. And um, okay, so to answer your question about Kings, I have the youngest King I ever met was 34. But he was a prince at 21. <laughs> Went to high school with him, so that's how I knew this. Hmm. Um, my father didn't become a king until he was in his 60s. The process that we've identified what's the sequence is that around a dozen years, right around a dozen years after a man becomes a prince, after he picks his path, like, this is what I'm building, and this is where I'm building it, um, and goes at it, <laughs> and is a very focused on what he's building, and it causes a lot of problems, and that's why we talk about it in Amazing Development of Men, or in Keys of the Kingdom. And, and so after about a dozen years, and it's really crazy close to that dozen, that he's truly on his path, then he hits the tunnel. <laughs> so after all this accomplishment, then he's struck by what does it matter anyway? And this is who I really am. And who am I anyhow? And does any of this matter? And, you know, Mike and Keys the Kingdom used to be in his head while he's experiencing that. And one of the things we've identified since I produced all that was that the place that you look to to find out what's true for you, you know how there's that place, that place of, ah, right? That in the tunnel, that place disappears. There is no truth place, which is why it's terrifying. <laughs> you have no way to verify what matters because there's zero reference in the tunnel. Just like you would, if you were truly in the dark, you would know, have no idea what direction to go, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and, um, and then what we've seen as, and this happens to women too, by the way, um, the more in hunting mode they are, the more they have a goal, a destination, the same things are happening. As, as someone's emerging from the tunnel, the truth play, a truth place shows up again. And I only just discovered this recently, so I haven't done enough research on it. I have a sample of like three right now. Um, and it's in a different place, like literally a different place in your own body. Tr truth has moved. And the first person I discovered this for from what she said was when the new truth place arose, the old truth, truth place reawakened mm -hmm. and was trying to pull her back to who she was before into someone who was more pleasing, more accommodating, right? Which is a way that we all survive. And so the new truth place was having her be king qualities, which are... <laughs> And I discovered I'd been in the tunnel and became a king when I started saying, I'm not interested in that. I'm not in, no, I'm not interested in that. I have no interest in that. Or I'd say, I don't have an egg for that. You cannot knock me up with that idea. <laughs> <laughs> it cannot be fertilized. I got nothing for you to hook. Hmm. And that is how little interest I have in that, right? So the expenditure of energy and what makes it worth it to expend energy becomes so much more refined as a king. So paying attention to that, what's worth it and not worth it. And there's a whole th lot of things like pleasing people mm. that used to be worth it, getting along that used to be worth it. Mm -hmm. So many of those, they're no longer worth it. And in fact, there's sort of a kind of disgust with yourself from having been that person. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, I would recommend forgiveness because we're built that way, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that would be a quality of a king. Um, another quality of a king is, in, in many ways, they're in the provide mode. They're not creating so much, right? They did that, did that, did that. 
And there's a sense of it being protected, that who I am is protected. You can't get to me. Hmm. Right? You might try. You might be taking me, take me out for a little while. I might be diminished for a few minutes. But I'm mostly not going to tolerate being diminished. So take your emasculation and go elsewhere. Hmm. Right? So this is when men will leave emasculating spouses or, you know, of any gender. Sure. Um, and so there's a there's a sense of this is this is my space this this is stay out of my space this is mine there's a sense of ownership and this is mine but there's also mostly in provide mode and the joy is in everything that i've created getting to share it with people who see the beauty of it people who appreciate it people who um people who get me that what I'm providing for you is an expression of who I am. I didn't just do something. It's all an expression of me. Does that get you started? That's, that's a great start. And I think the, the truth is that, you know, we're just running out of time. <laughs> but I'm so grateful that you have, I mean, anyone that's listening to this, and this is their first, you know, fray with your work they there's just so much good stuff that they can get into <laughs> online and with COVID, everything going on right now but you tell me a little bit more just about uh if someone wanted to continue to learn about you where should they go books to read or websites to if they're if they're a man like me and they want to if they're a man like you it would depend on it depend on how you like to learn hmm. um keys the kingdom is about the stages of development, what we were just talking about. And it, it's the one book that I have on audio. I, I read it to you. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, or ebook, you can just read it. Um, the Queen's Code, which is the book that all my work was intended to produce um, to transform the way women relate to men. And, and men love that book because you find out why you do what you do and why women react to you the way that they do and what to do about that it. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it was the whole point. Um, it was the whole point to produce that. Yeah. Um, and on online, I would recommend um, everyone, male or female, to start with, and it's going to sound weird, but start with the Understanding Women course. Mm. It's 11 hours of video. It's, it's contrasting being in this committed result oriented state we call hunting versus being in this open connective state, which we call gathering. And these two different, we call them operating states. It's, it's like, um, it's like a PC and a Mac thinking they're communicating with each other because their keyboards look alike, but they're coming from completely different places in routing, right? And so contrast, there's a lot. So men learning about women are also learning about themselves and why they do what they do. Totally. Because I had to translate women into men, right? Like I finally 12 years in learned enough that I could um, teach men about women. And women don't know this about themselves. Women actually think all these things that we describe that they do, they think it's personal that they do it. Well, I'm just the kind of person that has to give a lot of details. Really, you and half the population. Let's mm -hmm. talk about why, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's also, um, if people want a sample of it, there's a place to click right on the front of understandman.com, and there's this half-hour excerpt that lays out really the, 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 point, of <laughs> the point of opposing instincts. Um, what what causes that to happen and has us be at conflict all the time? Um, it's also there's at least five uh, sessions of the I think there's twelve sessions I don't know there's at least five sessions which address female sexuality because <laughs> because I'm just trying to solve that problem I want everybody to have enough sex. It matters. It, our health actually depends upon it. Our physical health, prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. So many doctors come talk to me. Prostate cancer has to do with sex. <laughs> so, ay, 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 ay. We, we need to save lives with sex, okay? Yes. Um, 
So I keep addressing that. The other thing that's good about understanding women is that besides getting some really good understanding and tools and ways to protect yourself as a man from the worst that comes out of women, uh, frankly, it's it's so funny. It's hilariously funny. Um, I mean, I call it the other Allison, but uh, she uses her entire body to communicate and she has no filters <laughs> except for what might make a difference and um yeah i've watched her and, and blushed that's, that's really beautiful. seriously blushed at the things that she will do to get a point across it's part of your stand-up bit i guess your <laughs> comedy that's awesome though yeah really good well thank you again just in, in the just for the sake of time i want to be respectful of that, but thank you so much for sharing. And, and again, this, this is just the tip of the iceberg um, for so many that are listening and being introduced to your work. So I just want to appreciate uh, so much of the impact you've had on my life and the lives that you've had, uh, had an impact on just the ripple effect has been so beautiful and it continues to be. So thank you so much. Thank for you. Thanks for I, amplifying that by what you do. Absolutely. We love that. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch up with you on the next episode of The Johnny King Show. Take care. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.